If I had a good football game, I was good to be around. If I had a poor game or a poor practice even, I was miserable. Benjamin Watson has struggled with tying his NFL performance to his worth as a human being. There were times early in my career, in my football career, where I was pretty depressed. The shame that grips you now is crippling. It breaks my heart to see you suffering. Baltimore Ravens tight end Benjamin Watson is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Benjamin Watson talks football, faith, and Facebook. You're also going to hear from Billy Graham. In the big game of life, it's eternal life. That's our goal. Life with God, life with Christ forever. You can learn more about achieving that goal anytime simply by going to this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. Benjamin Watson is in his 14th season in the NFL. He's played with the Patriots, the Browns, the Saints, and now with the Ravens. I mean, I've had teammates who were professed atheists. I've had teammates who were, were Muslim, teammates who were obviously Christians, and some who were just kind of in between, you know, just kind of trying to figure the whole thing out and, you know, don't really carry the way. There's no question about Benjamin's faith. He talks boldly about being a follower of Christ. And it's that faith that in November 2014 led him to post something on Facebook that went viral, big time. It had 850,000 likes, more than 425,000 shares, and tens of thousands of comments. It was November 24th, I believe, and um, I get in the car with my wife, and she said they made a decision in the Ferguson case. The decision was that a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri, would not be indicted in the fatal shooting of a black teenager. Then, you know, you had the protest and, you know, some people were happy, some were upset, but there was, there was an emotional reaction from 90% of the country, you know, and, and myself, I was the same way. You know, I had a reaction to it as well. His reaction was impacted by the fact that he's a Christian, a black man, an American, a father, and probably other factors too. And it hit me really hard and... I actually took out my phone. I still have it on my phone <laughs> and started writing in my notes app and then erased it a couple of times. And this is in between, you know, nap time. And, you know, we had a charity function to go to that night and, um, you know, a bunch of other things. Words can build you up. Words can break you down. Start a fire in your heart or put it out. Let my words be So I was writing in between and I said, you know, I'm just going to write what I think and just whatever comes to my head, I'm just going to write it. And um, that's what I did. And I actually finished it sitting in the Target parking lot. And then I was like, am I going to send it? I didn't even know how to post to Facebook. A friend posted it for him. What Benjamin wrote was basically a list of 12 of the emotions he was feeling. It began with anger and frustration, but it ended with this statement. Ultimately, the problem is not a skin problem. It is a sin problem. But I'm encouraged because God has provided a solution for sin through his son, Jesus Christ, and with it, a transformed heart and mind. I'm encouraged because the gospel gives mankind hope. I just felt like God gave me those. He impressed upon me those words for that specific time. 
And, you know, I wasn't thinking if it was going to be you know, a one-time thing or a two-time thing or whatever. I mean, you know, those kind of things usually just happen, you know, have something that viral usually happens once or twice. But the response is really overwhelming. Since then, Benjamin has used Facebook to share his thoughts on other issues, too. For example, he's used it to defend traditional marriage, to draw attention to persecuted Christians around the world, and to stress the importance of fathers. I mean, growing up with two parents is something that we've proven over and over again is beneficial to children. Having a father in the home, you know, having parents that, that stick together, what that demonstrates to kids, what that does for their self-confidence, what it does for them when they leave the home and the things that they're able to accomplish. I mean what the building blocks of society that marriage is between a man and a woman. I mean, you talk about throughout history, and this is before we even get to the fact that the importance of marriage is being an earthly demonstration, an earthly picture of how Christ loves his church. Benjamin and his wife, Kirsten, have five children. They get to see a lot of each other during the off-season, but not so much once the season begins. During that time, Benjamin's spending a whole lot more time with his teammates, and some of that time is in a weekly Bible study and chapel. I mean, out of, out of 53 guys on the roster, you may have 10 guys in chapels. And then the, the thing that I really love is since we do so much together, there's a certain level of trust that's developed between men. And so I have a relationship with guys that because I've sweated with them, bled with them, literally cried with them throughout the course of a season, they can come and talk to me or I can talk to them about my wife is acting like this or my kids or, or I'm really dealing with this sin in my life. And there's a certain, as much as machismo as there is, as much as we are macho, there's also a certain vulnerability that we have because we spend so much time together and go through so many things together. I can't count on you. I can't count on you. Like a parachute when I One of the things that Benjamin has gone through, actually something he still deals with, is struggling with perfectionism. Grace is something I continue to have to pound into my head. I I grew up, you know, in a family with very strong father figure and mother figure. And so I I, I know right from wrong from an early age. And one of the that's a blessing. But on the flip side, I battle with this perfectionism thing and, and really giving myself grace to fail and understanding that I can't earn this salvation and I can't earn this approval that I'm trying to get in my professional life too. There were times early in Benjamin's football career when he would get depressed if he wasn't playing as well as he wanted to be. Even though I wouldn't say it, I was tying it to my worth. If I had a good football game, I was good to be around. If I had a poor game or a poor practice even, I was miserable. My wife didn't want to be around me. I I was just because I was tying everything to my worth. I would get I would get stress headaches going to work because of the, the pressure of having to perform and everything and, you know, end up seeing a psychiatrist, doing all this stuff, you, you know what I mean? And I think it all flowed from a faulty view of grace. All of this kind of reached a critical mass in 2009. Benjamin spent about the next year working through all of it. Part of that process, a big part of that process, in fact, was a talk he had with his dad. Basically... And my father's a pastor. Uh, my father's my hero. He still is. Always will be. And I put him on a pedestal that he should be on, but also one that I felt was unattainable to me. 
And so I, I had this, this complex, I can never be like him. So whenever I would do something in high school and fall short, you know, whatever type of sin it was, or through college, I would just beat myself up. And it, it, of course, there needs to be a certain sorrow over our sin. But at the same time, we understand that his grace covers that. And we understand that, that we strive for perfection, even though we won't, won't ever be. And that our worth as Christians and believers isn't tied into how many times we fail. It's tied into his blood. And the same thing in, our, in my physical life and my occupation is that, you know, if I mess up, then it doesn't, it doesn't change who I am. As a person, I'm still valuable. You're not the only one who feels like this, feeling like you lose more than you win. Benjamin struggled to accept that truth, even though he'd been a Christian since he was about six. I had to stop beating myself up over things that I did that I shouldn't have done years ago that had already been forgiven, but I hadn't forgiven myself. And so, again, I saw a psychiatrist as well to work through some other things. But, you know, emerging from that in 2010, I was a different person. So go ahead and live like you love. It's okay to act like you've been set free. His love has made you more than enough. So go ahead and be who he made you to be. And live like you love. Benjamin Watson thanks God for the way he has transformed him. The fact is, God's never done working in any of our lives. Will you let him make you the person he wants you to be? You can learn more about that by going to this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. So we now know Benjamin Watson is a pro football player, but he's also an author, and he'll talk about his books in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I want to speak tonight on the big game of life. Billy Graham. Games have a goal. In golf, it's par or birdie or an eagle. But in football, it's a touchdown. In the big game of life, it's eternal life. That's our goal. Life with God, life with Christ forever. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3.14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's the reward of heaven, and heaven is everything you ever dreamed of and more. I'm looking forward to that day. I know I'm going. You know why I know I'm going? Because Billy Graham is good? No, I'm not good. Because of what Christ did on that cross. When he shed that blood and suffered that terrible death, God took my sins and laid on him. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you. He's willing to change your life tonight if you let him. And now back to the hosts of GPS, Jim Kirkland and Phil Fleischman. Could we ask you to be praying for Billy Graham's grandson, Will, and an outreach he's holding in Indiana next month? Specifically, he'll be sharing the message of Jesus in Fort Wayne the weekend of October 6th. You can find more details by going to BillyGrahamRadio.org and clicking on What We Do at the top of the page. That's BillyGrahamRadio.org. So, in addition to being a pro football player, our guest on this episode of GPS, Benjamin Watson, is also an author. His first book was released a couple of years ago. It's titled, Under Our Skin, Getting Real About Race, Getting Free from the Fears and Frustrations That Divide Us. The funny thing is, I was about to write a book about fatherhood. I'd actually just done a book deal for this book. And then the Ferguson thing came up, 
and I tabled that one. So now I'm actually doing the fatherhood book. I'm actually almost finished with that manuscript now. And that, that one just came out of nowhere. The Under Our Skin book just came out of nowhere. And so I just think, again, that God just, you know, he he uses you at different times in your life for different things. And you kind of just go along for the ride. And, and it really wasn't me, anything about me, honestly, I don't think, other than I was just willing at that time. And, you know, he presented an opportunity and you know, I'm really grateful for it. And we're really grateful that Benjamin Watson took the time to sit down and talk with us for this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. By the way, Benjamin has finished that fatherhood book he mentioned. It's called The New Dad's Playbook, Gearing Up for the Biggest Game of Your Life. If you enjoy hearing stories like Benjamin Watson's, we want to make sure you know that you can subscribe to the GPS podcast. We post our episodes every Wednesday on iTunes and several other platforms. And we also want you to know that you can help keep the stories coming with your financial support. It is very easy to donate. If it has caught your attention, would you pray about making a gift? Just go to billygramradio.org, and when you're there, click on Give up at the top of the page. In the meantime, we want to thank you for listening, for commenting on the episodes, and for telling other people about what you're hearing on GPS. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman with one more thank you, and that's to Hawk Nelson. It's their music you heard on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories, an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. So go ahead.